0: Welcome everyone to the Ready for the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schutz. This is episode 21 of the 2023 podcast series where we take a look at the draft eligible prospects and get you ready for the NFL draft. And episode 21 is the fourth installment of the pre-combine edition. That's right. We've gone over the defensive ends and, and tackles along with the linebackers. Then we got to the corners and safeties. Now it's time to transition over to the offensive side of the football. Saturday, we're going to see quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends. And then on Sunday, the running backs and offensive linemen will finish things out. We'll make sure to go ahead and cover that in episode number 22. And before we jump into things, I'll tell you what. When you watch uh, the, the the combine on Friday, there were some real standout performers. Uh, DJ Turner was was absolutely one. Just the blazing 42740 that absolutely jumped out. Actually, they dropped to a 4.26 official time. Uh, but I thought Deontay Banks was another guy that, that absolutely helped himself. 4-3, 5-40, and then also jumping through the building with a 42-inch vertical leap, which is absolutely ridiculous. You got Christian Gonzalez, who looked every bit the part as that that number one corner, 41 half inch vertical leap. Also a blazing 438.40. I think coming out of this, you saw that explosiveness from Christian Gonzalez, Emmanuel Forbes, another guy that really came out, ran a great time 435. Joey Porter Jr. Look, you know, you talk about the length and everything. It's six six foot two. Runs that 446.40. 4, so I think that he's still right there in that conversation as one of the top corners, safeties. Uh, Brandon Hill, Daniel Scott, D'Artavious Martin, Sidney Brown. Jordan Howden, all breaking that 4-5 barrier. So, you know, obviously, there's going to be a lot to talk about <laughs> breaking all these players down. I, I mentioned Trey Dean, one of the taller, thicker safeties, runs that 4-7, Again, you're going to worry about the, the explosiveness and, and the stiffness there to his game. Um, but we're going to break down all of the results in the, the post- combine recap and really talk about all four days of the on-field assignments. So really what we want to do, because we've got a lot of positions and a lot of players to get through in today's podcast, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into things. And obviously we know with the quarterback position, uh, we've got three of the top four uh, prospects that will actually be throwing. We know Bryce Young won't be throwing. You know the question is really going to be: Is he going to be participating in any of the drills, in, in any of the the workouts? Um, you know, I know he's going to be throwing on his work day. Uh, or I'm sorry, on his pro day. So really, the question is: Is what's where's Bryce Young ultimately going to be um, at, at the combine? Are we going to see him at all? Uh, you know, measuring in six foot. You know, he says he's right around 200 pounds or so. We'll get the final measurements in there. Um, but look, you know Bryce Young to me is is the most polished quarterback. He's the most NFL ready. And uh, you know, is he going to be the first overall pick? Is Houston going to try to trade up to make sure that Indy doesn't sneak up there and get their guy? Um, you know, I think Indy. You've got Jim Ursay, uh, the, the owner, who's he's got to be looking to get that next quarterback. They've really been struggling since Andrew Luck. Retired, and so I could absolutely see them trying to move up and get Bryce Young. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting. Bryce Young, look again—he's a smallish quarterback, and you put a guy like that, you know, with, with that smaller stature and smaller size uh, under center, and you worry about his shelf life there in the NFL. But he, he's the most polished. You know, he's got the best film of any of the quarterbacks, and uh, I, I think Bryce Young is just—he's ready to be number one overall. Uh, in terms of the quarterback position. And shoot, he could be the number one overall pick. You know, We're, we're pretty convinced that the Bears are likely to go ahead and, and move on um, and trade down. And uh, so it's just a matter of exactly where the Bears decide to trade and, and move down on the board. Uh, C.J. Stroud, he's going to be throwing, look, 6'3", 218 pounds, uh, the registered sophomore, uh, a two-time Heisman finalist. This was a guy, when you watch the film, he didn't necessarily drive the football a, a ton. Um, decision making wasn't always there. Um, you know, in terms of the, the speed, he was always an accurate quarterback. But just how quickly was he processing things? Then you put on the Georgia film, and, and this is a guy who looked like a much different quarterback under center. Um, you know, the athleticism, his ability to show that threat to run. I, I thought that was really the, the best film uh, for G- C.J. Stroud. Really on point making those throws and very confident in the pocket, driving on throws that we didn't see him do during the season. So very much a different quarterback uh, in in the bowl game there. And so I think that really bodes well for CJ Stroud. I think he and, and Bryce Young are going to be the top two uh, quarterbacks in the draft uh, to hear their names selected. And, and I, I think when you look at CJ Stroud obviously you want to see the arm strength you want to see the the mobility as well something that you know i, I think cj stroud is able to bring to the table uh, then you have a guy like anthony richardson and i know nfl network has already said anthony richardson has had some of the best interviews you know, He's was 6'4 232 pounds and i hope he runs the 40 would love to see what what he's going to run that in i doubt that he does but you're going to be able to see, you know, some of that accuracy. And I think, really, the, more than anything else, you're looking at the footwork. I think a big part of the reason why he was only completing 53% of his passes was the footwork. Footwork really slowed uh, slowed him up. I think one of the things where he struggled, though, was on the throws that you need to make, that you have to make. You're in rhythm. You've got an open receiver. Some of these short to intermediate routes, and he was still missing guys. You know, you. you want to have a quarterback who makes things look easy, not make it look hard. And, uh, you know, some of the easier throws just look very difficult for Anthony Richardson. And and I know footwork's going to have some of it, but, uh, you know, there's still a long way to go, a long learning curve for Anthony Richardson. I think teams are really looking at at that Josh Allen um, deal with Buffalo, and they're saying, all right, this is going to happen in every draft. You know, that, okay, we're going to be able to mold this next quarterback this next great quarterback into Josh Allen maybe Josh Allen is just an anomaly maybe quarterbacks who don't complete at least 60 percent of their passes in college really aren't able to make that transition to the next level I think there's still a lot there with Anthony Richardson you've got the tools um, the the traits and I think that's really what's going to be on display there at the combine Um, but you really worry about what he's going to be able to do out there uh athletically there's no question but I I think a lot of it is you know if you struggle to make those throws then you know how are you really going to be able to do that at the next level on a consistent basis? that that I just don't know Will Levis is a guy look you know he he battled the offense much like Josh Allen did poor offensive line you know, he lost lost some of his weapons having to really build that chemistry with some freshman receivers and kind of struggled to to do that during the season this is a guy who plays a quarterback position like a linebacker looking to uh to really make some plays out there uh but the, with that physicality he's got the arm strength everything seems to be a fastball with him he lacks some of that touch uh decision making can be questionable at times as well but i think this is another just like with anthony richardson i think you're going to see uh, Will Levis showcase a lot of athleticism, a lot of arm, uh, make all kinds of crazy throws, be able to throw on the run with accuracy. Um, you know that, that's really you. You want to see you know, you're going to see the big arms out of the two of them, but I don't know that either of them are going to be close to being as accurate as CJ Stroud when it's all said and done. Uh, QB one, you know, and, and obviously there are other quarterbacks that will be here. QB one's going to be Tyson Badgett. Um, at, at a shepherd uh, a guy who set records uh there at, you know small school kid the only guy uh from a smaller school that did get an invite to the combine he's a guy look you know we, we got to see him at the at the senior bowl what's he going to look like at the combine especially when he's throwing with all of the guys not just some of the senior quarterbacks you know, there's a lot of talent that's going to be out there on the field um, you know, you wonder if the stage is going to be a little bit too big for him. That's really going to go a long way towards whether or not, you know, we're talking about him as a draftable commodity. Stetson Bennett out of Georgia. He's already had to answer to the, the arrest. This is a guy again. I, I think he's, he can be a, a late draft pick. You see the, you know, he's been doubted. He's been counted out. He was a guy that never should have been the starter. They brought in JT Daniels to be the starter. And he was able to earn his way onto that field. Um, you know, very intelligent player out on the football field, at least. Um, you know, the arrest, obviously. Again, he had to apologize for that. Um, but this is a guy that was a proven winner there at Georgia, and really, you know, captain that that offense. Um, game manager, I think you can say that. But he's got a, a stronger arm than you would expect. Absolute, you know, he has really nice mobility. I think he could end up being a backup at the next level. Um, Malik Cunningham out of Louisville, another guy that I'd love to see run the 40. This is a guy who can be a dynamic runner in the open field. Um, I think he's another quarterback who has a long way to go in terms of his development as a passer, Um, but from an athletic profile standpoint, he's one of the better athletes in this draft class um, at the quarterback position. Um, You know, A lot of a L- lot of throws that he left out there on the field there for for Louisville, but definitely a guy that uh, you know could, could stick onto a roster and be one of those developmental prospects. Max Duggan TCU, you know we know what he's been able to do, what he's been able to accomplish. wasn't even the starter there at TCU. Chandler Morris had the starting job, gets in there due to injury, and Max Duggan had been the starter there for the Horned Frogs, takes it over, and ultimately was a you know the Heisen runner-up. Really, just a phenomenal year there with with uh, TCU, and uh, took him to the national title game. We all know that story. Um, but a guy that, you know, accuracy didn't seem to be too much of a problem. You know, he has an average arm, really good mobility. I think you know, really what you're looking at there is a guy whose ceiling is probably going to be you know a decent backup at the next level. Uh, Jake Hainer of Fresno State. To me this guy is the gamer this is the guy that you know teams are going to be looking for a guy that that could fly under the radar and, and end up being a starter at the next level i mean taylor Heineke for, for washington was a guy that was a definite you know backup spot starter and a guy that was able to uh win a lot of football games there for the commanders i think jake hander could absolutely be that guy um, you know he's a, he's a tough dude if you watch that ucla game took a ton of punishment and uh you know i never thought that the guy was going to get back up but he did and ended up leading the bulldogs to the victory there uh jake haner to me is a guy that if you're looking for a a quarterback to kind of mold into that that backup role um, you know i, I think jake Hayner can be that guy a guy that I, I think could end up you know starting some games at the next level darren hall out of byu um, tremendous athlete i think he struggled quite a bit you know in the, in the all-star games um a you know, guy who ended up finishing his career there at BYU uh, with his foot in the boot, um, but you know this is a guy you know he, he he's got tremendous bloodlines. You know, son of, of former BYU running back Kalen Hall, BYU gymnast Holly Hamilton. Um, you know, a, a guy that has some accuracy and uh, you know, is is really good in terms of that that, that decision making. Doesn't always force it. You know, make sure to to take what the defense gives him. Um, Could be a very accurate passer, especially on the run. Um, watched him against Oregon. I mean, he really started off the game hot 12 of 13 for 152 yards and a touchdown. Really a nice quick release. But, uh, you know, I, I, again, missed some receivers out there, left some throws that, that he needed to make. Right now, he's a day three guy for me, probably in that fifth round range. Then you look at Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Um, obviously, this was a guy that was going to be in the Heisman conversation had it not been for the, the knee injury that took him out. But, uh, you know, obviously a mature, mature player. You know, he's going to be a 25-year-old rookie. And uh, essentially, we have to kind of write off his, his rookie season. But what you're going to get with Hendon Hooker is a guy that, you know, he came in and understood what Josh Heupel was trying to do at Tennessee. Uh, they run a lot of those really wide splits. And... Uh, I thought he did a really good job surveying the field, taking what the defense was giving him, finding his receivers, and look, one of the best deep balls, if not the best deep ball in this class. Uh, you know, and That's really what helped uh, Jalen Hyatt win that Bolitnikoff award was his ability to hit Jalen Hyatt down the field in stride, play after play, also a very mobile quarterback, can beat you with his legs a little bit, can manipulate the pocket, extend the play, and uh, I, look, after after the big four, I think it's Hennon Hooker as my number five quarterback, followed by Jake Hayner at number six. Um, and then after that, maybe Aiden O'Connell, um, you know who's obviously going to be there as well. Aiden O'Connell, um, an intelligent quarterback there at Purdue. I think some athletic limitations, but uh, definitely a guy that um, you know, I, I thought was a consistent performer there for the Boilermakers and, and will be a... a Maybe a late day two, but I think more than likely he's going to be there, um, you know, in that fourth, fifth round range on day three. Uh, Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Look, this is the guy who's your prototypical drop back passer in the pocket. I worry about Tanner McKee at the next level. I don't think he's very mobile. Um, he's got a really you know, a rocket arm and a very quick release, but, you know, he, he reminds me of Sean Mannion to a degree. John Mannion was coming out of Oregon state, really a a solid quarterback, but you know, the mobility, he was more of a statue in the pocket. I don't think Tanner McKee is quite on that level, but he's not the most mobile. He's one of the least mobile of these quarterbacks. And so I think it's going to be difficult for him to get drafted higher than the sixth or seventh round. Um, DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson. You want to talk about a gamer there at UCLA. This is a guy who can create um, both with his legs and with his arm, uh, Really nice arm strength. You know, can fit it into some of those tight windows. You saw that with Jake Bobo um, time and time again, uh, making a lot of throws up. The, you know, whether it was down the the middle of the field hitting receivers up the seam or getting the ball to the outside outside the numbers to the wide side of the field Dorian Thompson Robinson was able to make some of those throws I thought he did a little bit too much I thought there was some pressure on him to be the guy and I think he struggled with that at times because he makes some throws that he really didn't need to make just take what the defense gives him and uh, you know, didn't always see the entire field and would make some bad throws. And I think that's what cost UCLA a couple of those games. Um, you know, just way too many interceptions. Clayton Tune out of Houston. I-, I think Clayton Toon's an, an underrated prospect. I-, I think a lot of people aren't really talking about him. He's a guy that um, you know is is a top 10 quarterback in my eyes in-, in this draft class. 44 starts there at at Houston. 101 career touchdowns. And uh, you know, a guy that really developed a ton of chemistry with Tank Dell, uh, Keyshawn Carter. You saw the touch, his ability to drop the ball right in over their shoulder. Um, decent arm strength. Uh, you know, not going to wow you, but uh, I think it's it's serviceable. And a guy that again, the mobility. That's really where we're going at the quarterback position. Is you've got to be mobile within the pocket be able to manipulate it not necessarily have to take off and run like an Anthony Richardson or Malik uh, Cunningham but be able to manipulate the pocket be able to extend those plays keep those eyes down the field and be able to make a play um, on the run so those are the quarterbacks that are going to be entering the the, the combine tomorrow if I were to break it down I I think with with Tyson Badgin I want to see this kid you know really rise to the occasion there at the combine Stetson Bennett um, you know, look, you're going to be undersized. We know that. You know, you're under six feet tall. You're going to have to show that that you belong at the next level. Showcase that arm strength. Showcase his ability to move and uh, show up well in the interviews. You know, he's already uh, owned up to what happened with the off-field incident, and uh, so just continue to showcase. You know, that leadership ability that we know that he has coming from Georgia. Malik Cunningham, we know the type of athlete that you are. Want to see if you've improved as a passer uh, with the mechanics, the footwork, and the ability to to be accurate on a continuous basis. Max Duggan, limited arm strength, so really looking at that arm. Can he drive the football down the field? Jake Hayner, you know, I, I think the size is going to be a concern for some teams. So really, you know, being able to show showcase his ability to to drive the football, be able to make a lot of those throws down the football field, uh, throw with a ton of zip. And being able to, to showcase that mobility as well, uh, Jaren Hall, we know he's a great athlete. Want to take a look at you know again mechanics. I think that's going to be a, a theme here. Hennon Hooker won't be working out because of the injury, but he's a guy that I think will excel in the interviews. Will Levis, you know, look, you know, the accuracy. You know, we know we're going to have the big arm. Um, you know, accuracy can be there, but I think with Will Levis, a lot of it is going to be on the on the board work and really being able to showcase his ability to uh, you know, read defenses, be able to understand, um, you know, being able to see the entire field. You can't always get that you know, when you're actually there at the combine because a lot of it is really just throwing to receivers that are covered by air and you don't have anybody rushing you. But uh, being able to have some of those conversations, I think that's going to go a long way for Will Levis. Tanner McKee, show your athleticism. You know, that's really going to be the main thing for him. Aiden O'Connell, I think to a lesser degree, he needs to show off a little bit more of the athleticism as well, showcase that that arm strength. Anthony Richardson, it's going to be all about accuracy and footwork. Uh, really want to be able to make sure that this is a guy that uh, you know, you've know you got the tools. A team has to look at him and say, we can fix those, those mechanics. We can fix the feet and, and be able to turn him into an NFL starter, a proven NFL starter. C.J. Stroud. We want to see that guy, that confident leader that we saw in that Georgia game. Is that the CJ Stroud we can expect at the next level? If so, then CJ Stroud is going to be a, a top five pick for sure. DTR, you know, again, this is going to be another guy who I think you know you get him on, on the board, being able to read defenses, understand schemes, uh, and see the entire field. We know what he's like as a, as an athlete. You know, want to be able to see what he can do out there on the field, just how accurate he can be throwing to receivers that he hasn't thrown to before. Clayton Tune, arm strength. You know, I'm I'm curious to see you know him driving on the football. I think he plays with a lot of touch. We know that he's a mobile quarterback. What can he do there? And then, really, with Bryce Young, you know, I'm just curious to see what he weighs in as. um, You know, is he going to be over 200 pounds? Um, And then, is he going to do any uh, working out at all? Because we know he's not throwing. Is he going to do any of the of the testing? Um, you know, that's really the biggest question that I have. Are we just going to see everything at Bama's pro day? Either way, Bryce Young to me is going to be the number one quarterback off the board when it's you know, again when it's all said. And done. So tight ends, you know, we know that the tight ends will be out there. You know, we've got a good group of guys that uh, we have to keep an eye out for. And when you talk tight ends, the first tight end on the board. Uh, T-E-1, if you will, is going to be Davis Allen out of Clemson. 6'6", 250 pounds, and a guy that I thought was known for his blocking, but uh, a guy that really showed off his ability to be a red zone nightmare for teams because of his ability to elevate and uh, cause some of those mismatches um, with a lot of the 50-50 balls, but also his ability to contort his body and make that adjustment to to a poorly thrown football, you know, he's a guy that was also a weapon up the seam. Curious to see some of the route running from, from Davis Allen, but a guy that I think um, you know has a chance to be a, an early round draft pick, when it, you know, especially if he runs a really nice time here um, in the 40. Payne Durham out of Purdue. Look, 6'5", 255 pounds, a guy who played four years of high school rec- uh, lacrosse, just one year of high school football. This dude is a, a weapon down the field, ability to, to uncover uh, down the seam time and time again, uh, lined up at H-back, would run some angle routes. Uh, he's really a versatile, versatile tight end, a guy that you can line up in a, in a multitude of areas, uh, very tough guy, uh, took some big hits and still held on to the football. Um, I think Payne Durham's another underrated tight end. Uh, Noah Gindorf there out of North Dakota State. He's a guy for me that look. You're coming from a small school, and uh, I think he's overshadowed by, by Tucker Craft. So really, you know, showcase some of that athleticism and uh, his ability to block. I think you know his blocking ability. You know, if you're a tight end there for North Dakota State, you have to be able to block. So I think really being able to showcase some of that, his ability to roll those hips and really drive into those blocks, and then keep those feet moving. Where's that hand placement going to be? You know, that, that that I think will bow well for, for, for Noah if he looks if he's looking to get drafted there on day three. Dalton Kincaid, we know the type of athlete that this guy is. 6'4", 242 pounds, the junior. Look, you just put on the USC game and he was uncoverable. He was a tough physical runner, he was very sure-handed. You saw the ability, the route-running ability, his ability to separate, he was a deep threat, you know, the deep weapon. And uh, the Trojans, you know, that zone coverage, he absolutely ate them up. Um, you know, I thought that route-running, again, is one of those keys for him. He's not the best blocker by any means, but, you know, I think he's he's an improving blocker in that Florida game. You saw his ability to keep his hands inside the frame, good knee bend and leg drive. Uh, just want to be able to obviously showcase that athleticism because you're looking at Kincaid, Musgrave uh to go along with Michael Mayer and, and Darnell Washington he's gonna have to showcase that athleticism and be the really the, the best athlete on the field you know if he wants to be that number one tight end I just don't know that that's gonna happen but that doesn't mean he won't be a first round pick uh, at that tight end position Tucker Craft the aforementioned Tucker Craft Tucker out of South Dakota State, 6'5, 255. This is a guy who lined up all over the field. He lined up wide, you know, versus off coverage and uh, you know very very good concentration, has excellent hands, but he's also physical at the point of attack as a blocker in the running game. Um, you know, in the FCS championship against North Dakota State gets underneath the pad level of the 6'5", 282 hundred and eighty-two pound defensive end, Spencer Waggy, and, and really just drove him down the field, um, you know, a guy that just continually seemed to make blocks for his running back, Isaiah Davis, in the running game, uh, a weapon as a pass catcher as well. So I think Tucker Craft is a guy that could hear his name called on day two. If not, then you know, by round four, he should be off the board. Zach Koontz out of Old Dominion. Look, 6'8", 240 pounds. I thought he was a pretty smooth route runner, Showed up at ODU after three years there at Penn State. Really his best year was in 2021, 73 catches for 692 yards and five touchdowns. Only played in five games in uh, in 2022 for um, ODU. But look, you know, when he was healthy, he was one of the better pass catching tight ends in this draft. And there are rumors that this guy could run four five at six foot eight, if that's possible. Then, I mean, that's absolutely staggering, Um, you know, for a guy that size to be able to do that. This guy was a a state champion as a hurdler and a high jumper in high school. So, you know, the track athlete, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Zach Koontz could be one of those names that could start rising up some draft boards with a a big performance there at the combine. Sam Laporta, 6'4, 249 pounds. This is a guy who tore his meniscus in in November. But uh, a guy, look, excellent route runner, a sure-handed receiver. And and when you watched him, you know, he lined up all over the place, really savvy as a route runner. And and then the yards after catch, I think those were the things that were tremendous. Uh, A a guy that really I thought was fun to watch because, you know, he he liked to get physical with you. And as a runner, it it made it very difficult for for defenders to to bring him down. Um, I thought he was, you know, Absolutely versatile because he's one of the better blockers in, in this year's draft class as well, and, and a guy that I think you know is either a a second or third round pick. So if you're not wanting to spend a a draft pick on a tight end in round number one, you can wait and get it. Sam Laporta, a guy that I think could end up being a, a starter at the next level very early on. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, the meniscus tear. if he's going to to work out. But if he does, keep an eye on him, especially in the drills. You're going to see some really nice route running out of him. Very smooth, smooth athlete, that's for sure. Then you have Cameron Latou out of Alabama, the converted defensive end, 6'5", 250 pounds, solid blocker. Um, That's one of the things that I I think you you saw time and time again was his ability to spring those running backs for extra yards and uh, was a timely receiver. Um, I'm not as high on him as as a lot of guys. I'm really curious to see the type of athlete that he truly is. Um, Look, he was a defensive end, tight end. You know, I I think he's known for his physicality. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a a burner by any means. So I'm going to be curious to see what that 40 time looks like and just how smooth he is coming in and out of his breaks. We know that there are other guys in this draft class who are going to be those tremendous athletes. One of those guys is going to be Will Mallory out of Miami, 6'4", 248 pounds. This is a guy who, you know, just screams athleticism. You watch him play, his ability to attack the seam on a regular basis, Um, his ability to, uh, you know, just show the body control as a receiver as well. Those are some of the things that I think we're obviously going to be looking at. Um, You know, really good hands. Um, at, at that tight end position, I thought there were times where he struggled to make a lot of uh, make a lot of noise there for Miami. But obviously, you know, quarterback play was, was questionable at times. But uh, this is a guy look, uh, you know, really does a great job attacking the football in the air. Um, I, I think Will Mallory is a is a great athlete. I just wonder about his his ability as a tight end at the next level. Michael Mayer six 251 probably the most complete tight end in this year's draft class this is a guy who I, I think everybody is expecting to come out and just excel wherever he's at he's definitely a physical pass blocker very uh shows up really well with this technique there at the point of attack the hands the the knee bend the drive uh keeps those feet moving and then as an athlete you know in the passing game this is a guy who has Uh, tremendous route running ability his ability to beat guys one-on-one you know he's a a nightmare matchup for uh corners and 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 safeties because of his size and that athletic profile he's not the most explosive tight end by any means but he's very fluid and, and a tremendous route runner um and then you watch the hands his ability to extend for the football um you know, he uses that big body against those, those smaller defenders, but then also has the speed to, to challenge those linebackers as well going over the top. And, uh, look, he's he's a guy that is going to look to sustain his blocks. He's look, looking to get physical. So you want to see, obviously, the pass catching. You also want to see that blocking ability. Um, you know, I, I think Michael Mayer is going to be one of the top blockers in the draft. I mentioned Noah Gindorf. He's another guy that's going to be a lot of fun to watch in the blocking. Um, And then, obviously, Darnell Washington is the guy that we'll be talking about here in just a minute. Um, After that, Luke Musgrave. Tremendous, tremendous athlete. 6'6", 252 pounds, the nephew of former NFL quarterback Bill Musgrave and uh, just the athleticism. This is a guy, you know, I, I think he struggles at times as a blocker, but, uh, man, this is a, a guy who I'm going to be curious to see what that 40 time is because he can absolutely fly. He's a big dude, but uh, a guy that just absolutely um, shows up with, with, with tre- tremendous body control, uh, his ability to adjust to the football, and then just that blazing speed. How fast is that 40 time going to be? And I'm curious to see what that that vertical leap and the broad jump are going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of lower body explosiveness to this guy. But uh, a weapon for the seam for sure. Uh, Musgrave, though, and Mayer, they're not the best pass catchers in, in this year's draft. Really, when you're looking at guys who just don't drop the football, Dalton Kincaid and uh, and Davis Allen, I think have the best percentage in terms of, of call, balls thrown their way that they were able to haul in. Very few balls that were dropped by either of those two guys, but still Musgrave and, and Mayer are still going to be two of the top four tight ends taken in this year's draft. Kyle Patterson, 6'6", 250 pounds, out of Air Force. Obviously, we know that he's a tremendous run blocker. You know that's one of you know that's really uh, Air Force, the Falcons, their calling card. Blocks downhill, you know, in a hurry, and uh, does a great job. You know, just really blocking him and washing down the the line as well. And uh, so I think that's going to kind of be a staple of his. But he's also a weapon in the passing game. He's got a tremendous wingspan, extends for the football, um, really a matchup nightmare on the outside, using that length to his advantage. Um, I think that blocking ability is is something to really take notice of there at the combine though. Uh, Luke Schoomaker, the junior out of Michigan, 6'6", 250, he's a big kid. Uh, They played him at fullback and and H-back at times, also at the tight end spot. Um, And a guy that, if you remember that TCU game, um, he actually lined up at fullback for the first play, picks up the linebacker Jamoy Hodge down the field. Uh, Donovan Edwards cuts right off that block with a burst down the field for 53 yards. Uh, and then later on runs a corner route. After that linebacker clears, able to make the catch down the field, turn, get up the field for a 32-yard gain. This is a guy that you know he can block a little bit, he can make catches a little bit. Not the tremendous athlete that some of these other guys are. I think he's a solid, solid tight end, a guy that I could see being a backup tight end at the next level. Bretton Strange, 6'3, 246. Um, a guy that plays with excellent leverage as a blocker. I think he's also going to showcase some of that athleticism as a pass catcher. Uh, definitely a guy that has excellent hands and really was a weapon coming over the middle. Um, you've got Leonard Taylor at Cincinnati. He and Josh Wiley, they were kind of that dynamic duo. Um, you know, they could line up in line, they could line up in the slot, they could line up at H-back. Leonard Taylor, to me, I, I think he's known for his blocking ability, but he's also a guy that uh, I, I think is underrated as a pass catcher, and i hope hoping that he's able to showcase that. Um, Travis Volkolek out of Nebraska. Look, 6'7", 260. I think he's he's known as a blocker uh, you know, quite a bit, but, man, you know, especially if you watch that Northwestern game, he was a weapon up the seam. was able to extend for the football outside his frame. Uh, just continued to be an easy... Uh, target for Casey Thompson, who was the quarterback at the time there for, for Nebraska, transferred from Rutgers, uh, ultimately battled an ankle injury during the season. And uh, when you look at Vokalek, he's the, he's an athletic tight end when you can keep him on the field. I think he struggled with injuries at times. And, uh, you know, really the injury bug even bit him in there in, in 2022, but a guy that, you know, when healthy – He's, he can be a weapon for you, uh, both as a blocker and as a pass catcher. You just wonder if you can keep him on the field. That's going to be really the biggest question mark. Are those those medicals? Then you have Darnell Washington, as I mentioned, 6'7", six, six, seven, 270, 75 pounds. He's like another offensive lineman out there. This is a guy who I think is going to destroy the bags in the blocking drills. Um, a, a guy who, you know, again, sixth offensive lineman, a, a guy that uses that length to his advantage, shoots those hands inside really quick, and then, man, he's going to drive you down the field and, uh, and look to, to just punish you. Excellent leverage, just washes down the line, running backs being able to cut off of him easily. Um, excellent burst vertically up the seam, a guy that's going to get by you there. And then he's very physical after the catch as well. I, I think that Darnell Washington is going to excel in the blocking drills, and then obviously as that pass catcher, you know, you- for a guy his size, he's just that rare athletic profile. You want to see what, what he's going to run at the 40 and uh, just the type of athlete that he is. I think he's a guy that if he has a tremendous combine, you know, he, he's, he's one of those guys that is being talked about as a potential first rounder. I have him coming off the board in round number one in, in my most recent mock. This is obviously before the combine and before free agency, but uh, he's one of those guys that can be a first, second round. So after a big performance at the Combine, I think that would bode well for his draft stock and solidify his status as a first-round tight end, in my opinion. Blake Whitehart out of Wake Forest. I think when you look at Blake Whitehart, the biggest thing that you see is uh, is some of that blocking uh, blocking ability. I think that's really one of the one of the, his calling cards, if you will. 6'4", 240 pounds. Uh, but look, he also caught 24 passes uh, for 295 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Really curious to see that some of that pass catching ability there from him. Um, you know, I, I you worry about him getting lost in the shuffle, so you want to be able to showcase some athleticism there and, you know to go along with the blocking. Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, 6'6, 245. A guy that look he can play H-back if you want him to. He can also play tight end and, and kind of line up all over the field. Um, another guy that uh, you know, Bruce Feldman, his freak list. This is a guy that popped up on it um, and and a guy that they're expecting to test very well in in the jumps the shuttles and and that 40. Um, so he's one of those guys that could be you know again teams that aren't looking to spend a high draft pick on a tight end could still get some of these really athletic tight ends later on in the draft this is one of the deeper tight end classes you'll ever find because, you know, you just see just how many athletic tight ends we're talking about here. And then the last guy on the list is kind of your, your Swiss Army knife. It's Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. 6'4", 235, really an H-back for them. Um, you know, he lined up at tight end, uh, lined up as a Wildcat quarterback. He's really an interesting guy. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good pass catcher, excellent blocker, Physical at the point of attack, and uh, a guy that could be a weapon up the seam, could run uh, run routes a little bit. And again, with that wildcat ability, you know, a guy that that knows what to do when the football's in his hand. Um, so I, I think he's a guy that's going to showcase you know a little bit of everything as well, solidify that status as a uh, probably a sixth round pick uh, if I had to guess, maybe fifth round when it's all said and done. But a guy that's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, in a lot of the different drills Uh, you know he might even end up being a little on the lighter side maybe that 239 but I think that athleticism is going to show up very well and uh, regardless of where you line him up he's going to be a lot of fun and that versatility again is going to boost that draft stock so fifth sixth seventh round range you know I, I could see I could make an argument for him in the fifth round but I could also say you know, he's he's more of an H-back fullback. You may be talking about him sixth, seventh round when it's all set But he's gonna be a lot of fun at the combine either way. So those are the tight ends after we talked about the quarterbacks. Now we get to the receivers. And uh, receiver number one is going to be Jordan Addison. I mean, look, when you're talking about who the best wide receiver in this draft class is, you know, I, I think there are depending on who you talk to, there are four or five guys that we could really be talking about. Jordan Addison is one of those guys. I firmly believe that Jordan Addison, that ankle injury, showed up time and time again on the field. But Jordan Addison was at his best, and really at 100%. I think it was that Stanford game. And look, you know, nobody on Stanford, Cayubu Blue, Kelly included, could not cover him. He was making cuts down the field without losing any speed, and just the explosiveness the route running ability the savviness as a receiver and uh you know when i look at, at jordan addison this is a guy that i think he's got uh you know longer arms you know but he's six foot 175 pounds he, he's definitely not uh um, adams by any means because you know i i don't think that he necessarily uh, has that route the route running chops but he's definitely an explosive playmaker and a guy that could end up being that number one receiver when it's all said and done because of his, his explosiveness, that route running ability, um, and his ability to make plays after the catch and making those cuts down the field without slowing down. I think that's those are things that to me uh, really jumped off the film and uh, just want to see him continue to showcase that. Uh, Ronnie Bell will be wide receiver number two 511 uh, 188 pounds there at Michigan you know this is a guy who showed off some really good speed and uh, you know I, I think that's gonna be one of his calling cards right you know he's a guy that um, was able to get vertical time and time again um, you know a, a guy that also showed some toughness with some blocks uh, down the field to spring his, his fellow receivers for a lot of yards um, you know Ronnie Bell you know look Michigan was all about running the football. So Ronnie Bell didn't get a lot of action at that receiver position. He still caught 62 passes for 889 yards and four touchdowns this past season. But look, Michigan still was a run first offense. So you you really want to see him elevate his game here at the combine. Jake Bobo out of UCLA, 6'5", 215 pounds. Um, This guy, look, um, excellent route runner, I thought. This is a guy who showed, showed off tremendous hands concentration um, through collisions um, to still be able to haul haul in the football and maintain uh possession all the way to the ground um you know i thought that he did a really good job uh with this route running against clark phillips the third you know playing utah um, you know, they were at the 10 yard line he was in the slot phillips was in off coverage at about seven yards uh stemmed out of five yards showing the outside within a hard sell got phillips to take that step to the outside cross his face made an easy catch to the inside for the score you know i, I think bobo um, obviously has the size the wingspan and, and his ability to be a threat in the not only in the red zone but on the 50 50 balls but that route running ability really was striking because he you know, there were a lot of a lot of corners in the Pac-12 who struggled to cover Jake Bobo, the transfer from Duke. And uh, so when I look at Jake Bobo, I'm just curious to see how fast he is. He, is he quicker than he is fast? You know, he's 6'5", so, you know, you, you wonder about the, the speed down the field. I think he's got a lot of build-up speed, but I'm really curious to see what he runs because I thought that route running ability, you know, really jumped off uh, some of the tape. Kayshawn Bouti, LSU, 6 foot, 190 pounds. Um, is he the next great LSU Tiger wide receiver? I think that's a big question mark. This is a guy who I think when he wants to play, he can be a very explosive receiver. The thing with it is is his motor runs hot and cold. So that's really one of the things at the Combine that I'm going to be looking for is, is this guy. Can he put on a show? Can he showcase the, the speed that we know that he has? Can he... Uh, you know, really make sure that he's hauling in every pass. Is he going to uh, showcase that effort on every single rep? You know, that's really what I'm going to be looking for with Keyshawn Bouti. I think he could be a, a really solid second round pick. and could end up challenging to be a, a wide receiver one at the next level. Um, but you just wonder about, is his head in the game? And I think there are going to be questions that, that teams are going to be asking of him and so that interview process, I think, is also going to you know be be huge for him as well. You've got uh, Jalen Brooks, 6'2 receiver there out of uh, South Carolina, and uh, this past season, thirty-three catches, five hundred and four yards, and a score. Um, you know, South Carolina, look, they really caught fire there at the end with uh, Spencer Rattler at quarterback, and uh, you know Jalen Brooks was one of those guys, one of those guys there at that receiver spot, um, wasn't the main target. And so that's really where Jalen Brooks, I think, is going to struggle to end up getting his name called on draft day because there are a lot of talented receivers in this year's draft class. Jalen Brooks wasn't overly productive, may not you know, really wasn't the best receiver on his own team. Um, so I think if he wants to work his way into um, – priority free agent zone and possibly get himself drafted he's gonna have to have a really nice pro day so i'll definitely be watching that for sure then you go on to jason Brownlee out of uh southern miss 6'3, 202 a west point transfer um you know a guy that was was very productive uh, for for southern miss and uh i, I thought look you know against rice he, he you know, had to stutter off the line gets an outside release ball was thrown up underthrown but he tracked the ball well came back to the ball hauled it in you know as a back shoulder throw for for 27 yards um, you know a, a guy that I thought you know he ran a sluggle as well for a 26 yard touchdown showed slant gets that corner to come down and then after that he's able to go ahead and, and take off and uh, run right by him so you see some of that that route running ability you see his ability to track the football really well um, you know again at playing at Southern Miss you know I think teams uh, you know he may not have been on team's radar uh, but really that's where the area scouts come into play I like Jason Brownlee as an athlete he's one of those guys to me um, seem to uh, continue to make plays every time I watched him play you know I watched him against Louisiana I watched him against Rice and uh he was a guy that continued to to be a playmaker down the field showing that 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 uh, ability to track the ball well and then the, the body control to adjust to that football in the air and make a play um jason Brownlee's a guy i still don't know if he's going to get drafted if that's going to be enough but um you know he's got good size and i think that's something that's going to bode, bode well for him i'm uh, really curious to see um, what that 40 times gonna be for him because I think some of that that speed down the field definitely jumps off the film. I think he could be a, a pretty solid leaper as well. Um, so a guy that I think could potentially work his way onto a practice squad. Jacob Copeland, six foot 202, spent four years of Florida, moved on to Maryland. really was kind of that number three receiver in their group behind Dante Demas and Rakeem Jarrett, who were also in this year's draft class. Um, to me, he, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that is going to be competing here. You know, there are a lot of guys in this year's draft class at that receiver position that, uh, you know, didn't take full advantage of the time when they were out there on the field. You know, this is a guy that I thought, you know, I, I wanted to see a little bit. He left me wanting more. And so that's something that hopefully um, you know, he's a guy that can step out there onto the field at the Combine and start turning heads and forcing people to go back to the game film um, and really study him a lot more. I just don't know if that's going to happen, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that it does because I'd, I'd love to go back and study Jacob Copeland a little, a little bit more. Um, Jalen Moreno Cropper, Fresno State, six foot, 180 pounds, savvy savvy receiver um, you love the route running ability you know running big routes flattening those routes out to, to make it easier on Jake Hayner this is a guy that can put his foot in the ground hit the hole at full speed and then make you miss in the open field uh, just curious just how explosive he is you know in terms of that overall speed um, I think he may be quicker than he is fast which is just fine um, You know, but obviously those 40 times jump off off the film and really get a lot of people excited but you know if you're a quick receiver you know how to get open you can separate get in and out of your breaks quickly like jalen moreno cropper does i think that's going to bode well for him at the next level darius davis out of tcu 510 175 pounds this guy is a dynamic return man um just very explosive um the the speed that's going to be something that i'm going to be curious about he's a state 200 meter champion Um, they're saying right around the 4-3 range he, you look, he may even run sub four, three. I think you know the track this year is very fast um, in Indy, so I'll be curious to see what, what time he puts up. But uh, if nothing else, this is a guy who, who can be a, a dynamic return man. 83-yard um, you know, pump return for touchdown there against Texas Tech. That was his fifth pump return um, in his career. Uh, once he makes you miss, uh, then, then watch out. Uh, Nathaniel Tank Dell, 5'10", 165 pounds. This guy, back-to-back season with 1,200 yards. Um, He's a smallish guy, uh, right? But, man, he was so fun to watch. In the All-Star Games, they just couldn't cover him. You saw his ability to just sink the hips and just be so sudden in and out of his breaks. Tracks the ball really well. Tremendous hands. This was a guy who I thought, you know, he's has a chip on his shoulder because I think he was slighted as a Blitnikoff award finalist. You know, he's got the 15 touchdowns on the year. Um, just the suddenness is something that I think is going to be on display for him. And, uh, so that'll be a lot of fun to watch Dante Dimas out of Maryland, six, three, right around 213 pounds. Uh, you know, a tall guy and, uh, you know, has a lot of meat on, on those bones as well. This is a dude who, you know, Got bit with, a, with an, an injury. It was a knee injury there against Iowa in 2021. Um, really, you know, hyperextended that knee in the second quarter. Kind of got twisted around. It was really an ugly play. But what you loved was on the card, he's yelling, I'm coming back. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, I, I didn't quite see the same explosiveness out of him. So, you know, that's one of the things that you worry about, you know, with the medicals. Uh, for a guy like Dante Demus, because I think he was really on on his way um, to probably entering the draft after after the 2021 season. It, through five games, 28 catches, 507 yards, that's 18.1 yards per reception and three touchdowns in 2022. Through 12 games, 22 receptions, 233 yards, and just a score. So really, you know, is he all the way back? from that knee injury, that's gonna be a big question mark and that's something that I'm gonna be looking forward to there at the Combine. Demario Douglas, the diminutive one there out of Liberty. 5'8", 170 pounds. Again, I was really surprised that he, he decided to come out of Liberty uh, when he did, but look, you know, he's a dynamic slot receiver. That's one of the things that you see. You wanna get the ball in his hands in a variety of ways. You see pop passes, you're gonna see end arounds to him, um, speed for days. So that's really the big thing that you want to see out of him is, uh, you know, just put those afterburners on and see what he can do uh, in the 40. And then also with some of the other drills, three-cone drill. um, And uh, just want to see that that type of athlete that he is. Um, Just under 1,000 yards this past season. Um, But a a guy to me that uh, probably should have come back to school for another year but uh, y- you love the explosiveness. He's a slot guy he'll be a day three pick. Um, you know I think it'll be late but I think he's a guy that, that uh, could be that guy that can work out of the slot and showcase that that, that speed. Josh Downs out of North Carolina look 510 180 pounds. This guy was a model of consistency for the tar heels and uh, a guy that just continued to produce. Some people have him as high as their number one wideout. I don't know that I could necessarily go that far. I think measurement-wise, I'm really curious to take a look at this because he seems to have really short arms. Um, So I'm curious to see what that wingspan is going to look like. But look, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, back-to-back seasons with at least eight touchdowns, then nearly have back-to-back seasons with at least 100 receptions. Uh, Fell just six receptions short there in 2022. This guy is a savvy route runner, very explosive. And that's something that I think you know you're, you're definitely going to be looking forward to uh, in the uh, in the drills. He's also going to be um, an explosive route runner. That's the thing that you're going to absolutely see is the start, the stop ability. Um, a, a guy that's able to create separation. Um, he's got a, a nice hop step. And a stutter, those are kind of his go-to moves, but he likes to bury his release. So you're going to hopefully see some of that there at the at the combine as well. This is a guy that can win coming off the line very quickly. And uh, that route running ability, his ability to adjust to the football in the air, he can extend, for that ball away from his frame. He's a guy to me that uh, is a borderline first, second round pick. But a guy that i think is going to be playing in the nfl for a long time grant dubose out of charlotte you know he's 6'3 200 pounds um over 800 yards last season transferred from miles college you know he's working at walmart before uh before last season this is a guy who um, can be pretty pretty explosive you know he can get deep and run those vertical routes he'll beat corners off the line i think people aren't expecting him to run as fast as he does there at six foot three i think the speed is a little bit more of a build-up speed than anything else i think he does have some drops is that lack of concentration obviously those are going to be question marks that that teams are going to have but i thought you know grant Debose, you know there at the senior bowl didn't look too bad at all uh, you know 126 catches over 1600 yards and 15 touchdowns there um, for charlotte in his two years with the program and uh, a, a guy that i think could get himself drafted late zay flowers another guy that teams have as a uh, potentially their number one wideout. and when you think about zay flowers look five eleven, 177 pounds you go to the route running ability this is a guy who is so explosive in and out of his breaks Um, He's so difficult to cover because of that. Uh, You love that route running ability, but he's also explosive with his speed. I'm looking to see, you know, that start-stop ability. I want to see what he's going to do in that three-cone drill. I'm curious to see, you know, with with that route running ability, just how... uh, how fluid he is and how explosive he is and then just that straight line speed I think Zay Flowers could solidify his status as a first round receiver there at the combine this is a guy who also put put on 13 pounds of muscle in advance of the combine this is a guy who definitely wants it and uh, it's definitely showing early on really curious to see what he can do out there on the field Bryce Ford Wheaton 6'3", 224 pounds. He's a bigger, thicker receiver. I think his best game, honestly, was against Pittsburgh. And, you know, just showing his adjustment to back shoulder throws, you know, back shoulder fades, you know, the excellent adjustment while while extending for the football over his head. JT Daniels, that was a game where he just continued to put the ball on the money. A guy that, you know, he just continued to track the football well, the body control, his second touchdown, um, you know, of, of the day adjusted you know, control to, to pivot to the outside on a back shoulder throw into the end zone off of a fade was able to haul the touchdown in before going out but it was also his drop that led to a game winning pick six by uh, Pittsburgh corner MJ Devonshire you know, he basically sat down wide open 13 yard gain and the ball goes right through his hands Devonshire drove on the football, able to pick that football, took off, and ultimately ends up scoring. That lack of concentration, I think, is really his biggest issue. So I'm really curious to see what Bryce Ford Wheaton can do catching the football there at the combine more than anything else. And look, he's he's one of the bigger receivers in terms of weight, so I'll be curious to see what that 40 time looks like as well. Um, you know just how quickly he can can get down the field and then also just how shifty is he going to be when he's carrying all that weight you know he's a guy who could potentially even drop some weight coming into the combine antoine green he was the the running mate for for josh downs um a guy that can get vertical you know and, and elevate get over over dbs did have some untimely drops so I'm curious to, to obviously see what those hands look like. Is he letting the ball get into his body, or is he really making sure that he's catching those with his hands away from the frame? And then how fast is he at 6'2 and 200 pounds? I think those are going to be questions that I'm going to be looking for there. With Jaden Hazelwood, you know, this was a guy who transferred from Oklahoma to Arkansas, 6'3, 202, and uh, really a, a, a redshirt junior if you will there uh for arkansas really his best year as as kind of one of the focal points in the receiving game Five, uh, 59 receptions for 702 yards three touchdowns um i would have loved to see him come back to college for one more season this is a guy that i think um he's gonna have to have a really explosive day there at the combine to really get people to start turning their heads a little bit more um he could be a a, a late round pick I just think that there are a lot of receivers in here that uh he may get lost in the shuffle then you got malik keith out of Ole miss 63 215 himself 60 catches 971 yards and five scores 16.2 yards per reception he was a guy that jumped off the film late for me and uh a guy that really started to come on and make plays there for uh lane kiffin and company and uh, a guy that i'm really excited to see you know at 6'3 215 what's that 40 time going to be is he a guy that can really sink those hips in and out of his breaks um but i I thought he was a guy that you know the concentration you saw was there you saw the body control tremendous hands Uh, a guy that just always seemed to get open and was a reliable target there for jackson dart Um, elijah higgins out of stanford 6'3 234 another guy who's built like a tight end so, you know, you wonder just, you know, that vertical presence, that vertical vertical speed, what are we going to see there? This is a guy that can can be a, a physical blocker. Um, you know, also a guy that can get vertical at times. You know, he did struggle in uh, in the All-Star games at times um, to, to really make a play. So, I, I think Elijah Higgins has to have a big day there at the combine. Xavier Hutchinson, 6'2", 208, out of Iowa State. Number two in history behind Alan Lazard there, and, and look, you know, for the Cyclones, this was a guy who was a Bolitnikoff Award finalist. Um, 107 receptions, over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, and uh, he's another guy that I'm curious to see just how fast he's going to run. You know, I, I think he, he plays a lot quicker and, and a lot faster than I think he may time. Um, you see the, the 50-50 balls. He's absolutely able to attack those. Um, you know, decent route runner. I think that's another thing that I see. But you know, I, I just love his ability to pluck the football out of the air and then the physicality with which he runs after the catch. I think that's something that definitely stands out. Um, I think he's a savvy, savvy route runner. I'm just curious to see what that, uh, what that 40 times is going to end up being uh, when it's all said and done. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Look, 6 foot, 185 pounds, and the junior, the Bolitnikoff Award winner. Um, When you think about Jalen Hyatt, obviously you think about the stats, right? I mean, 67 catches, over 1,200 yards, 1,267 to be exact, 18.9 yards per reception, and 15 touchdowns. We're going to talk about... 15 touchdowns obviously five of those were in one game and that was against Alabama in the huge upset win over the Crimson Tide six catches 207 yards and those five scores that was you know an average of 34.5 yards per catch and a guy that you know just start that's where he's kind of solidified his status as a guy that could be that Bolitnikov award winner it was really him and Marvin Harrison Jr. kind of doing battle throughout the season from that point forward Jalen Hyatt to me reminds me a lot of of Corey Coleman and uh, Will Fuller which is why I think he's going to end up seeing himself drafted in round number one I think a team's going to fall in love with his speed that vertical ability his ability to get down the field I just we haven't seen enough you know from a, a route tree from him he didn't have to run a ton of routes there at Tennessee. Josh Heupel didn't have him run a lot of those. He was the guy that was just looking vertical and to get down the field in a hurry. So can he really sink those hips and drive in and out of his breaks? Can he um, you know, set up defenders? You know, those are things that we didn't necessarily get to see. So I'm going to be looking at, obviously we know what the speed's going to be, but can he be a good route runner? And that, those are the things that I'm going to really be looking for at the combine out of Jalen Hyatt. Uh, you know, I, am going to be curious there. Andre Iosivas there out of Princeton. This is a guy who could run exceptionally well. Um, you know, a, a guy who's very explosive. That was something that I think was evident there at Princeton. You know, the question mark is just going to be just how fast is he going to run? Is it going to be in the four three range? A, a lot of people are expecting him to just absolutely turn heads. He's 6'2", 212 pounds and uh, look he, he ran a 60 meter dash um tremendous athlete you know could have potentially competed uh in track and field ultimately you're talking about uh, you know a 428 40 is kind of where they're expecting him to run right around there but you know really the translation there is the 2022 ncaa indoor championships he ran a 60 meters in 6.71 seconds So when you think about that, that could translate to a 4-2-8, which is just silly. You know, this is a guy who I I think could really put on a show, and uh, he's really going to be a lot of fun to watch. But a guy that was a a playmaker there for Princeton, and, uh, you know, I think he's ultimately going to hear his name called on draft day. He'll be a, a, a day three pick, but look, you know, one of the better FCS players in the entire draft, in my opinion. So... After Andre, we get to Kiaris Jackson out of Georgia. This is a guy who, um, you know, I, I think there was a stacked group of receivers, and he never really got to showcase what he could do. Uh, I think Jackson, the suddenness that you saw out of him, you saw on a lot of the kick returns, pump returns. Um, you know, that's really where he was able to showcase his skills. Really going to be curious to watch him as a, as a receiver because he didn't get to see a ton of balls going his way. So this will be a, a chance for him to get some of that exposure as a pass catcher. Rakeem Jarrett, Maryland, six foot, 190 pounds. This is a guy who battled some injuries uh, during his career. Uh, five-star recruit, was number four wide receiver coming out. Excellent hands, a guy who can be very sudden as a receiver, dynamic in space. Uh, I'm just curious to see just how fast he's going to run he was the speed merchant to uh, Dante Demus's size, uh, really giving uh, you know Talia uh, Tagovailoa uh, an exceptional target there on the outside. Uh, Michael Jefferson out of Louisiana is an interesting kid, 6'4", 205. I was kind of surprised that he came out. Uh, transferred from Alabama State. This is a guy who you know, was able to get vertical down the field, and, and you see his ability to track the football over his shoulder. Um, you know, so obviously. You know, you, you know that he's got the the ability to not only track the football but the body control and uh, his ability to go up and attack the football in the air which then takes us to jure Jenkins there out of LSU uh, look you know LSU ha- had a lot of receivers there uh, a- at the program and jure Jenkins you know I'm waiting to really see him break out you know there wasn't really a game where jure Jenkins was able to, to separate himself know he's 6'4", 194 pounds i'm really curious to see what that 40 time is going to be for such a tall receiver but again he was a guy that i didn't think separated a ton so i'm really curious to see what we can see out of him there at the combine cj johnson east carolina 6'2", 222 pounds and uh, a guy that plucks the ball out of the air in traffic and uh, able to bounce it to the outside and take off down the field he can be a, a weapon down the seam for sure. A guy that can get vertical um, was suspended in February, but got reinstated. So obviously, there's going to be some conversations that have to be made there. Um, but I, I think C.J. Johnson is is one of those athletes. Again, he's, he's 222 pounds. You know, he's a he's thicker frame, so you're really curious to see what he can do. Uh, you know, especially as he's as he's getting tested. Um, Quinton Johnson. 6'4, 201, TCU. Is he this year's Drake London? That's really going to be the biggest question mark, I think, for me. Is, you know, coming into this final season for him, his numbers were were actually better than uh, Drake London's. Drake London, ultimately, I I was a huge fan of his. He ended up being the number one receiver taken off the board. And this was a guy who was virtually uncoverable. And I basically said that if Quinton can can have the type of season that drake london had he you know has all of the traits to be able to be that same type of a player uh that said look you know 60 receptions 1069 yards at 17.8 yards per reception six touchdowns he averaged 19 yards per reception at six foot four and 201 pounds he's a guy that can absolutely get vertical we know that he's going to be a vertical threat he's a guy that's going to be able to attack the football in the air but can he be more than just a vertical threat? Can he sink his hips? Can he separate in and out of his breaks? Or is he just going to be a guy that's going to be just that vertical threat? That's going to be the major question mark there with Quentin Johnson. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see really what we're going to get out of him there at the Combine. How much are we going to really be seeing him um, in in the drills? Hopefully we'll get to see Quentin Johnson put on a show uh, for the entirety of the Combine. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Look, six foot, 188 pounds. This is a guy who uh, transferred from Iowa. You know, didn't get a, a ton of, of action, action. Then all of a sudden shows up at Purdue. Aiden O'Connell, uh, you know, was a childhood friend of his. They grew up playing football together, and you just saw the chemistry. And it's one of those things to where you'd love, like you know, Joe Burrow and, and uh, Jamar Chase. You'd love to see these guys stick on the same roster together because you know they they just they had they made magic together you know it was six foot 188 pounds 110 receptions over 1300 yards 12 touchdowns i'm curious to see what that 40 times going to be because it didn't seem like you know anybody could really cover this guy he was so quick coming off the line um, you know excellent with his route running and uh look he, he got vertical against dj dj turner ball was thrown to the inside adjust to the football and uh, able to make a 32-yard gain. He's in against Minnesota, and was was burning Terrell Smith against Syracuse. He's beating Garrett Williams. He's beating a lot of the top corners, and uh, just making these guys look silly. The route running ability, the speed, the separation with those breaks, he's a guy to me that I think is going to excel at the next level, and and a guy that I, I think isn't getting enough credit. He'll probably end up being a third, fourth round pick, but uh, you know, I, I think he's an exceptional athlete. Malik Knowles, they're out of K-State, 6'3", 195 pounds. Um, curious to see the, the speed, because he's, he's a bigger receiver, um, and you saw some dynamic speed at, at times. you know, Taking handoffs and being able to get down the field in a hurry, that's something that I'm gonna be curious to see what, what, uh, what Malik Knowles is able to bring to the table. Um, 48 catches this past season, 725 yards. Really his best season there, especially with Will Howard delivering the football. Then you get Matt Landers out of Arkansas, the transfer from Georgia. Um, All-star game standout um, early on in in the the all-star game process. He's 6'5", 200 pounds, 47 catches there at Arkansas, 901 yards. That's 19.2 yards per reception and eight touchdowns. Went to Toledo for a year there in in 2021, and averaged 25.7 yards per reception on on 20 20 receptions on the year. But he was definitely a vertical threat, a guy that could get down the field and uh, contort his body and make these miraculous catches there in uh, in the air. Be curious to see what that 40 time is going to be for a guy at 6'5". Marvin Mims, five eleven, hundred eighty-seven, one hundred seventy-seven pounds. There for Oklahoma, um, didn't have a huge route tree there at Oklahoma. wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Uh, Jeff Levy's offense, you know, he just had a very limited route tree. And uh, ultimately, I'm looking to see what type of routes he can he can really run. Um, looking to see some of that that uh, ability to drop those hips and, and get in and out of breaks. Make sure that he's not just a vertical threat. Uh, but he's a guy, look, he was a tremendous athlete and a guy that was able to, to make plays for the Sooners. So he'll be an interesting watch for sure. Jonathan Mingo is another big physical receiver, 6'2", 222 pounds. Uh, you know, this is a guy, you know, he, he tracks the ball really well. Um, he can beat guys off the line. Some of that suddenness coming off the line, beating guys to the inside on those slant routes, um. A guy that I, I think he'll be quicker than he is fast. Um, that, that's one of the things that I saw out of Jonathan Mingo, even though you know that size, I think we may see some build-up speed for him. I don't think the 40 time is going to be great, but uh, definitely in, uh, a, a physical dude. But uh, you saw some lack of concentration at times. You saw inability to, to hold on to the football after taking a hit. Um, so there, there are issues there. But uh, I think he also attacks the football very well at times. It's just the consistency is isn't always there. You know, missed half the year due to injury. So, what type of player are we going to be seeing there at the combine? Puka Nakua out of BYU. Um, you know, very fluid athlete. You know, that's really what I expect to see—a guy that's just going to be fluid as a pass catcher. Transfer from Washington to BYU, and uh, you know, was it just? Didn't really see the field a ton for the Huskies. Played in just six games over those two seasons. Transfers to BYU for the final two years. And, uh, you know, look, you know, 91 catches for over 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns during those during that time. Very smooth operator, smooth athlete. Uh, you know, catches the football really well. Only played in nine games this past year. So medicals, you want to make sure that that's not going to be an issue at all for Kuka Nakua. Um, You transition from him to uh, Joseph Ngata, 6'3", 220 pounds there for Clemson. Um, And this is a guy who he's going to win the 50-50 balls. He's going to compete. You saw some of the back shoulder throws. Really dealt with some some poor quarterback play there at Clemson. So, you know, I, I think he's really in need of some momentum going his way. Uh, you know, he came into to that Clemson program and was a guy that everyone was expecting to be the next great receiver there, right? Um, you know, had 17 catches for 240 yards and three touchdowns as a true freshman, and uh, played in just eight games there in in 2021 after just four games in 2020. Um, you know, this past season, 41 catches, 528 yards, and two scores. Um, Not much of a vertical threat was a guy that was more of a possession receiver and a guy that could attack the football, um, especially on those 50-50 balls. So I I think he needs to have a big combine to try to start separating himself a little bit. Uh, Trey Palmer out of uh, Nebraska. This is going to be another guy that I expect to just blaze. The, the the combine exceptionally fast six foot one eighty transfer from LSU over a thousand yard receiver there for Nebraska uh, nine touchdowns decided to enter the draft after his junior season I think he's a guy who could play ultimately compete his way into a day two selection when it's all said and done uh, At Perry out of Wake Forest 6'5", 206. this is a, a a smooth operator he's another vertical threat a guy that is you know I think we're gonna see. See some speed out of him you know my question is you know I, I think it's it's really a lot of that build up speed it's not really sudden so can he be a vertical threat absolutely i think he's, he's very smooth um, he attacks the football with his hands and uh he's able to adjust to the football um i think that's something that you absolutely see as well um, but can he really sink his hips and drive out of his routes you know that that's going to be a big question mark for me i um, want to continue to see that Uh, they're at the combine you saw that at times but uh you know obviously when he's catching passes you're gonna see a a tremendous catch radius i think that's what's gonna be a lot of fun a.t perry is another guy that i think can end up being a third round pick um so i think that's gonna be interesting for sure Jaden reed look you want to talk about a guy who put on a show at at uh, the senior bowl practices a guy that just couldn't be covered he's six foot 190 pounds they're coming out of Michigan State and uh, you know a, a guy that uh, is very smooth as a you know a, as a route runner can separate from guys you know shiftiness um, lets the ball get into his body at times though as a pass catcher so that is an issue but uh, look you know they were he the route running ability he was making guys look silly at times and uh was able to separate run away from them didn't have quite the year that he had in 2021 where he went over a thousand yards but uh the athleticism was absolutely there and I think this is the guy that's going to end up getting himself drafted probably the early part of day number three Rasheed Rice the 6'2 203 receiver there for SMU this is a guy you know you wonder where does he really fall uh, you know, 112.9 receiving yards per game. A guy that uh, you know, I believe that at one point was tops in uh, the FBS. I don't know if it still was at the end of the season, but uh, you know, 96 catches, over 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns. This is a guy that is a is a playmaker. You know, he's a guy that uh, uh, makes makes a ton of plays, and you see the speed. You know, that's one of the things that I, I saw. You know guys with angles that they, they struggled to to maintain those angles and uh, just showing showcasing that speed being able to take a short route and be able to turn it into a big game and so there are some people that are down on Rasheed Rice saying that nah, he shouldn't be a top five receiver in this draft class you know he's he's one of those guys that I think has a chip on his shoulder and has something to prove to showcase it really show people why you know, he should be considered as one of the top receivers in this draft class. Uh, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. I'm expecting him to have, have a, an explosive 40 time. This is a guy that uh, 5'11", 171 pounds, not the biggest guy by any means, but uh, you know 54 catches this past season, 899 yards, nine touchdowns, a guy that can absolutely get down the field in a hurry and uh, a guy that I think could end up being – Uh, a day two selection as well in this receiver class Justin Shorter out of Florida Now Justin Shorter interesting guy um, has a big frame to him as well 6'5 228 pounds transferred from Penn State to Florida uh, played in just nine games this past season but uh, was a pretty consistent receiver uh, you know, in those three years with the Gators. 95 catches, just under 1,400 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, you know, And really the question mark for me with him is at 6'5", you know, is he going to be one of those receivers that is converted to tight end? You know, he may be a priority free agent. Maybe a guy that's going to sit on a practice squad for a little while. They bulk him up, and he could probably end up playing tight end. Just curious to see what that athletic profile is going to look like there at the Combine. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, we know that he battled that hamstring injury for the majority of the 2022 se- uh, season, Six 198 pounds. Uh, we also know what he did there against Utah in the, the Rose Bowl. This is a guy that just ended up making plays all over the football field. Uh, just tremendously explosive. And uh, a guy that primarily worked out of the slot, so I think that's going to be a question mark, is is can he do more than just uh, work from the slot? Um, but, you know, and really the biggest thing is, is what type of athlete are we going to be getting with Jackson Smith and Jigba? Is he all the way back from that hamstring injury? Is that going to be a lingering injury that's going to continue to hamper him? But you look at it in the last five games of the season uh, in 2021, uh, 240 yards against Nebraska. 139 against Purdue, 105 against Michigan State, 127 against Michigan, and then the 15 catches for 347 yards and three touchdowns against the Utes in the Rose Bowl. Jackson Smith and Jigba, tremendous route runner, very explosive. And uh, you know, when I, I think of him, I, I just I keep thinking about Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson talking about JSN as the most explosive of the bunch. You know, if he was healthy. It's easy for people to say, ah, he probably wouldn't have been the number one you know, receiver in this draft class. To me, he should be. If I'm New England and I'm sitting there at number 14, this is the guy that I'm drafting. If I'm Houston sitting there at 12, you want another receiver, you're thinking about possibly trading Brandon Cooks, you want a receiver for, for Bryce Young, if he's going to end up being your guy, Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you, know, you, you could do worse than, than taking him right there at number 12. Uh, so he's a playmaker you know he can come off the board that high he could potentially come off the board there to the chargers at 21 um, You know he's one of those guys that is, is somewhat polarizing and I'm kind of surprised because I, I think it's mostly because we didn't see him there on the field in 2022 I, I still expect him to uh, come off the board early and if he is healthy if that hamstring is right I'm expecting a, a big combine performance out of him and uh kind of solidify his status as wide receiver one in this draft class cedric tillman 63 215 battled injuries and uh you know I-, I think he struggled at times to separate i don't think i saw the same explosiveness so i'm really curious to see what we're going to see there uh, you know he didn't look to be 100 percent after coming back so is he back is he healthy and then you know really he was a lot of fun uh, Making making plays after the catch. So physical, tough to bring down. Uh, a guy that can get vertical and, and catch passes over his shoulder with ease. Uh, his ability to adjust to the football. And uh, you know, when you think of, of the bigger receivers, you know there was a lot of hype around Cedric Tillman. And, and could he be the next Drake London because of that physicality and his ability to make plays down the football field? Uh, in 2021, 64 catches. 1,081 yards, 16.9 yards per reception, and 12 touchdowns. It was his injuries; he only played in six games that really helped Jalen Hyatt kind of take over that receiver position. Uh, you know, I'm really curious to see what Cedric Tillman does. I think he needs to have a big combine though, because I, I think um, you know that, that 40 time, I, I'm expecting it. Um, you know. After twenty twenty one, I think you are expecting, hey, this guy can get vertical in a hurry. Twenty twenty two, we didn't see that. A lot of it was due to the injury, and so you want to see if he's able to get back to that form. Mitchell Tinsley, formerly of Western Kentucky, transferred to Penn State. Six one two hundred five um, was it over fourteen hundred yards for the Hilltoppers in twenty twenty one. Fourteen touchdowns, uh, five hundred seventy seven yards in Big Ten play with another five scores for the Nittany Lions tremendous athlete he's a guy that i think is gonna have to work hard to get himself drafted um but a guy that i think has a chance on the back end of day three um really curious to see what that that uh that 40 time is gonna be um i, I thought he'd look good in, in the all-star games showing his ability to make plays and the adjustment to the football um he, he's one of those guys though that i think is a fringe uh draftable prospect same goes really for Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. I, I think this is a guy that um, can be a, a very explosive player there for Cincinnati. Look, he's only 5'9", 172 pounds, really going to be a guy working out of the slot. But he's known for his return ability, right? You know, two kickoff returns for touchdown. Um, you know, In his career as a receiver, 111 receptions, just over 1,400 yards, and eight touchdowns. So, you know, there are other receivers that kind of outshine him you know whether it was Alec Pierce to uh, Tyler Scott I think he's gonna have to do a lot there at the combine to ultimately turn heads and ultimately get himself drafted um, again I think there's just other guys other options that are out there Parker Washington out of Penn State 510 215 pounds really kind of an odd body type it looks like a, a running back playing receiver um a guy who, to me, you know, he, he excelled opposite, you know, Jahan Dotson, right? And then when Jahan Dotson moved on to the NFL, you were expecting Parker Washington to kind of take over that role. And he just wasn't that guy. He's not that explosive playmaker that that Dotson was. Uh, you know, look, you know, he just averaged 13.2 yards per reception in his career. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys. It made you wonder if, you know, that production and his ability to make plays, was some of that uh, tempered by the fact that Jahan Dotson was not there. Um, Obviously, he had Mitchell Tinsley opposite him, uh, but just a guy that uh, left you wanting more. And I'm curious to see really what we're gonna see out of him, because look, in 2021, 64 catches, 820 yards, four touchdowns. I know Penn State went to really running the football, more than anything else you had some really strong running backs there obviously uh, nick singleton uh, was was a guy that was definitely carrying the load and uh when parker washington was called upon again was left wanting more so i'm curious to see what we get out of him and he's one of those guys it makes me wonder you know, antonio gibson was a receiver who ultimately you know was a running back now could we potentially see something similar with Barker Washington? You know, Ty Montgomery is another receiver ultimately converted to, to running back. He just has that body type. I wonder if that's potentially on the table. Jalen Wayne, 6'205", out of South Alabama. The name sounds familiar. Yes, he's the nephew of Reggie Wayne, a 60-year senior. You know, and this is a guy that, look, um, he can be explosive I love the route-running ability, his ability to high-point the football. You know, he tracks it well, locates the ball, high-points it, and attacks the football in the air. Um, and look, you know, they're at, at South Alabama, the Jaguars, you know, 6'2", 205. Um, just under uh, 2,000 yards receiving in his career and 14 touchdowns, including nine this past season. You know, Really a, a guy that I think could find his way into the back end of – the draft uh, i love the footwork that that you see from him some of that route running ability as well so just really want to see that show up at the combine dontavian wicks out of the virginia 6'2, 208 this is a a guy that i think could be an absolute playmaker at the next level he's a lot of fun to watch for me um, i'm just going to be curious again um, you know, some of these explosive receivers you know, really want to see what they can do at the next level. Uh, look, just played in eight games in 2022, uh, but previously, 57 catches, 1,203 yards, nine touchdowns, and that's 21.1 yards per reception. So a guy that can be an explosive downfield threat, really want to see, is he healthy? And are we going to see that same explosiveness from him? And then finally, Michael Wilson. Six-two, two 209, a big target, but a guy that really showcases ability to get open, to make plays, uh, some suddenness to his game, some speed to his game um, in, in the All-Star games. And so, you know, Stanford, obviously, quarterback play was up and down, you know, with Tanner McKee, uh, you know, but I think he, both he and Elijah Higgins excelled, especially given where they were. So... Obviously, you get to the combine, you get to the all-star games first and foremost. I thought Michael Wilson elevated his game much more than than Elijah Higgins. So now really going to be curious to see what Michael Wilson can do as an encore performance there at the combine. So we've done it. We've gone through the quarterbacks. We've gone through the receivers and the tight ends been able to take a look at every single one of those prospects and a little something, hopefully that you can take away that you should be looking for at the combine. Obviously we'll be taking a look at the, uh, the post combine results who really helped themselves, who got, who are the guys that still have their work cut out for themselves. Uh, We'll be doing that again once all four days of the combine are complete. So, I think it's time to go ahead and put a wrap on the podcast. Make sure you tune in to the NFL Network. Watch the Combine on Saturday, March 4th. And then I will make sure tomorrow that I am recording a podcast to discuss the running backs and the offensive linemen because they will be taking the field on Sunday, March 5th. I can't wait. To get through all four days of this combine it's really a lot of fun to watch for me um, because you really get to compare these athletes you know side by side out on the field you get to see these guys and, and really see how they work through the drills you get to see you know, how they are in, in some of these different settings you know it's a different it, it is an awkward setting to, to say the least but at the same time you know you want to be able to compare these guys, you know, this is really the only stage to where you can really look at all of these receiver prospects or all of the, the quarterback prospects or all of the tight ends and be able to see them all run the same route, throw the same pass, um, you know, run the same drills and, and really be able to say, okay, look for, you know, the, the fluidity in the hips or you look for the arm strength you look for the ball placement and you're really studying each of these quarterbacks or each of these receivers or each of these tight ends to really get a good feel for what they're doing well and who is doing it the best and so obviously the game film is going to be number one and you're hoping that um, what you see at the combine mirrors that and, uh, you know, I, I think it's just – I think we're going to – we had a couple of really nice days there with the, the the defensive line and linebackers and then the the DBs. So, I think we're also going to see the same thing here with the with the offense uh, really being split up here over the weekend. So, until next time, this has been the Ready for the Graph podcast. I've been your host, Greg Shoots. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Watch the combine. And until next time, I –